Welcome in episode 92. What's right with Nick Wright, the podcast, the YouTube show live right now on YouTube. If you're joining us there, if not, if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, we greatly appreciate you. We'd appreciate if you'd hit the subscribe button on any of those platforms and on YouTube. If you hit the bell, you will get notified when we go live, which is every Monday and Thursday, right around 1030 a.m. Eastern time. We have a ton to do. We our shows. Listen, our shows have been coming in at over an hour long. That's not really where we want to be. We want to be more in the 45 to 50 minute range for the ideal podcast time, especially now that we're live on YouTube. So let's get right to it. Here is what is not on the show today. What missed the cut is Kevin Durant interested in buying the commanders. The Philadelphia sports fan lost two championships in one day, MLS and MLB. Amazingly, we talked as much about the MLS championship as we did about the World Series, but sorry, it ended during football <laughs> season. I don't know who schedules the World Series right when the NBA starts and when football's going on, but they should rethink that. And Baker, oh, back from the dead with a sharp second half for yeah. Baker Mayfield. None of that in today's show. Here is what is in today's show. Demonze, get us started. All right, man. Brady's comeback was definitely the story of the afternoon on Sunday. But I'm excited to hear about you telling me about Patrick Mahomes. Oh, so we're than... not starting with Brady. Yeah. Oh, we're starting with the Chiefs. Okay, go ahead. Excited to hear about you telling me about Mahomes, the big winner of Sunday. when It took him overtime to beat a Ryan Tannehill-less Titans team. Okay, and they, they, they won were five favorite. in a row. They'd won five in a row. Just, uh, everyone, this is what's going to happen today. You know what? Go ahead. Ask your question. Won five in a row, but, I mean, mm -hmm. they were also 12.5-point favorites mm -hmm. at home. Mm -hmm. So, luckily, primetime Pat did just enough to, you know, muster to win the game in overtime. Yeah. Are you, are you seriously going to be popping champagne? And all willy-nilly about Patrick Mahomes winning this game in overtime. Okay, survive in advance, first of all. Second of all, this is what is going to happen today because this is what has happened ever since Mahomes burst onto the steam his first year as a starter and threw 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns and was the league MVP and was a coin flip in overtime away from winning the Super Bowl's first year and then the very next year did win the Super Bowl. We have changed the rules for the Chiefs and for Mahomes. And so all of a sudden, a Titans team that here's their last three years. Two years ago, they're in the AFC championship game against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Last year, they are the one seed in the AFC. This year, going into this game, they are the hottest team in the AFC. They had won five in a row, and they were the leaders. They still are leaders in their division. Now they suck. Now it's like, oh, boy. How much credit do you really get for beating the lowly Tennessee Titans? Oh, should you even, should it even count as a win? Because it was a hard, gutty victory. And so here's the thing. That's what all the shows are going to do. I already know it. I'm fine with it. The Chiefs are judged on the KD Warrior standard, which is winning is not enough. You have to win with style points. You have to blow everybody out. I get that. So let's instead talk about why the Chiefs won. The Chiefs won because Patrick Mahomes had a game no one in the history of the league has ever had. 400 yards passing, 50 yards rushing, plus a rushing touchdown, plus a passing touchdown. And we don't have the ability to show you guys the NFL video highlights on the podcast. But Pat, it, was, it was very apropos 
that Patrick Mahomes beat the Tennessee Titans with his legs because it was against the Tennessee Titans that Patrick Mahomes had arguably the single most important plus greatest run by any quarterback in NFL history. Oh, Nick, that's hyperbolic. Well, I don't know. It was right before halftime of an AFC championship game when the Chiefs hadn't been to a Super Bowl in 50 years. The Chiefs were trailing, and Patrick Mahomes had a 30-plus yard scamper where he made five Titans defenders miss to give the Chiefs the lead going into halftime, and they never looked back. That was three years ago, two and a half years ago. Now, what do we have? We have a third and 17 with the Chiefs not having scored in two hours and Mahomes runs for 20. And then a third and nine where Mahomes runs for the touchdown and a two-point conversion where Mahomes runs and gets the corner. Everyone gives, oh my goodness, Josh Allen. The reason he's quarterback one, as my pal Adam Shine would say, is because of what he does with his legs too. He might be a more bruising runner. He might be a more frequent runner. No quarterback in the league is a more effective runner. When Mahomes runs, he how, how fast is he? As they say, fast enough. Okay. Faster than the guy chasing. So was that a tour de force by the Chiefs offense? No. Somehow did Mahomes still have over 500 yards of offense? Yes. Did they find a way to win? Absolutely. Do they now have? thanks to the Bills gagging, and we'll talk more about them in a moment, are they tied for the best record in the conference? They are. Are they tied for the best record in the conference despite the fact that they had an opening eight games that were, according to the data, the toughest opening eight weeks of any team in NFL history? The first team in NFL history, to start their season with eight consecutive games against teams that were at or above 500 the previous year. Eight games in a row against teams that either made the playoffs or were a loss in week 18 last year away from making the playoffs. So the Cardinals made the playoffs last year. They kicked their ass. The Chargers lost in week 18 last year. That's why they missed. They beat them. The Colts made the playoffs last year. The Chiefs gave that game away. The Bucs made the playoffs last year. The Chiefs kicked their ass. The Raiders made the playoffs last year. The Chiefs came back from 17 down. The Bills made the playoffs last year. Chiefs lost that game. The Niners made the NFC Championship game last year. The Chiefs kicked their ass. And the Titans made the playoffs last year as the one seed. The Chiefs just beat them. They have played eight games. They have their six and two and their two losses. They were leading them both with a minute 10 left. And now, oh boy, now the soft part of the schedule comes. Home for the Prince that was promised. That's not easy, but still, (laughs) home for the Jags. (laughs) At the Chargers, that's the toughest game left on their schedule. They've already beaten them. Home for the Rams. The Rams are a train wreck. At Cincinnati, that's their second toughest game left. Then at Denver, at the Texans, home for Seattle, that's kind of tough. Home for the Broncos at the lowly Raiders. Oh, boy. Cincinnati's our second toughest game after the Chargers? Well, the Chargers and Bengals are the two toughest games left. You think Cincinnati's tougher than the Chargers? Fair enough. I guess, let me, Cincinnati might be tougher. The Chargers game is way more important because you beat the Chargers five and three. 
Correct. Chargers only game back in the division. But if you beat them and you sweep them, you basically lock up the division two weeks in. So all that's going on. Meanwhile, meanwhile, what happened in Buffalo? <laughs> what happened with the Bills? Let's talk I think about, we're about it. Talk about that. Yeah. Uh, Josh Allen may have lost his claim as the MVP, MVP favorite. He should have. Uh, threw for barely 200 yards, no touchdowns, and two interceptions. You claim that the Bills need need the better quarterback. Wait, what? I claim What's... the Bills need better quarterback. Better quarterback play on Twitter. Yeah. So Josh Allen needs to be perfect every week to earn your respect. No, he has my respect, but he he needs to play better. He wasn't good in the second half against the Packers. We watched that when you thought your parlay was dead. By the way, speaking of parlays, DeMonte attached the Bills' money line to a few of his parlays yesterday. Yeah. And after the Bills lost that game, DeMonte just went to his room and went to bed, and I didn't see him for six more hours. Yeah. No, I mean, I... (laughs) I mean, that's what happened. DeMonte was locked in on the 1 o'clock game. My dad was in town. It was real nice, a little multi-generational right bird family football time. And then DeMonte lost his stupid 17 parlay and just went to bed. It was just like, I'm out of here. Didn't we? I mean, woke up when the Chiefs game kicked off. So is it about the size of it? About what happened? Yeah, I mean, Josh Allen, I mean, he didn't take me out of my day. I mean, but I woke up early to see, just, you know. To I see guess. the family and watch some football and then went to bed. Uh, if it makes you feel any better. The Chiefs didn't cover the 12, obviously. Yeah. So you would have lost. That part yeah. would have lost anyway. Okay. So it's not about Josh Allen earning my respect. It's about Josh Allen earning the crown that the media has given him. Josh Allen yesterday was awful. He said he was awful. Said it's hard to win when your quarterback plays like bleep. He had a 47 passer rating. He had a back-breaking interception. If people weren't watching that game, he throws a pick on the very first drive of the game in the red zone. Points off the board. It sets the tone that, oh, this might be a dogfight. But then despite that, the Bills go up 14-3. to Okay, so then what happens? Second half starts. The, the Jets are driving. There's a long delay because Skycam fell. Right. And... On two plays after the delay, Von Miller, who has been the best player on the Bills this year. I know he's not league MVP. I know he's not quarterback one. Von Miller's been their best player. Changed the game. Got a strip sack on Zach Wilson. It's now 14-10 Bills ball. Josh Allen waited two plays before throwing the game off. Threw a pick right to Sauce Gardner. The Jets get the ball. And score a touchdown. The Bills then get a field goal to tie it up. And then what they do the rest of the game, three and out, and then four and out where they lose 11 yards to end the game. That's what happened. So everybody can say, oh, Nick, you're hating. I just want a guy who is talked about like he's the best player in the whole league to play like it consistently. Not just for a half like he did in the first half against Green Bay. Not just for, uh, you know, a one or two game stretch. Consistently play like the best player in the league. Because since the second half against Green Bay, Josh Allen, in six quarters of football, has four interceptions and two fumbles. That's six potential turnovers that he's had. And this this is not 
and the one half good, one half bad, the, the, the guy that I'm told is the best player in football, week one, two picks in the first half, great in the second half against the Rams. Week three against the Titans, great start to finish. Fantastic game. Right. Week three against Miami, butchered the end of the first half against on the clock, skipped the game-winning touchdown pass that was a one-hopper, and then butchered the end of the game clock, and they lost. Baltimore, awful in the first half, very good in this, or much better in the second half. Pittsburgh, excellent throughout. Kansas City, nothing. They had three points with a minute left in the first half. They have the great drive in the half. It's good in the, in the second half. Green Bay, perfect in the first half, terrible in the second half. Jets game, terrible the whole game. That is not holding Josh Allen to an unfair standard. It is holding Josh Allen to the standard that the media should demand of him since they have appointed him and anointed him the MVP favorite. So you think they should be anointing Patrick Mahomes that? Well, I, it's not anointing when he's earned it. That's the difference. That's the frustration here. Mahomes has won the Super Bowl. Mahomes has won the MVP. He's been to another Super Bowl. He's had a half dozen historic playoff moments. Josh Allen's never been to a Super Bowl, never won an MVP, and his single great, his one historic playoff moment, he lost. He lost. So, I just, I, I used to call him Roller Coaster Allen because he would have great, great game, terrible, terrible game. Great, great game, terrible, terrible game. And after the end of last season, I was like, oh, he might be over it. This year, Passer rating by game, 112, 130, 95, 68, 134, 118, 75, 47. Too good, too bad, too good, too bad. Okay, I mean, it's just what the numbers are. But oh man, oh man, does he have a cannon for an arm? Give me a break. Next. All right, well, if you thought Allen was bad, wait until I tell you about Aaron Rodgers. He threw three interceptions and only put up nine points against the worst NFL against the worst defense in the NFL right now. Yeah, friend of the show and a friend of the show, Lil Wayne was fed up with Rogers' play and said that we should have traded twelve before the season. That was crazy. I mean, Lil Wayne just taking a shot to Rogers' heart. Go ahead. Uh, with the postseason practically practically out of reach, how long until we see Jordan Love? See, so they just gave Rogers this extension, so I don't think there's any chance we see Jordan Love, but I do think he's cooked. I do think that Steven Ruiz for the ringer does these quarterback rankings. And by the way, shout out to Steven Ruiz, who for years has had the, been the only person in the world with this take. Geno Smith could be a top 15 quarterback if given the chance. Excuse me. Nobody had that take. And I think people thought Steven Ruiz was trolling with it. And he's being, he's being vindicated every single week. Yesterday, Geno threw a pick six that looked like it was going to turn the game and responded with back-to-back -back touchdown drives. So set that aside. Rodgers, I mean, Rodgers' picks were off. They're at the goal line. He throws it into a defensive player's helmet. I'm not sure how you could possibly blame that on anyone but Rodgers. He threw it directly into a lineman's helmet. Then they, they run a a rollout where he's supposed to throw it back to his left tackle, and he just short arms it, and Aiden Hutchinson takes it, 
And then he throws another pick at the goal line. I mean, he's they're, they're at the 25, but he got picked off at the goal line. Three interceptions, no big plays. And the final play of the game, he and Sammy Watkins, after a timeout, were not on the same page. So the we're going to talk about the Rams in a moment. The Packers and the Rams, last year's NFC Championship game, they are both done. There is no saving either season. When we look at the potential NFC playoff teams, you have the Eagles, Vikings, who are the only dead set locks. They are locks. Then you have Dallas and Seattle, who are overwhelmingly likely to make it. Then you have the Giants and San Francisco, who are, in my opinion, likely to make it. And then the one last spot, I haven't mentioned a team from the NFC South. One of them has to do it. I think it'll be Tampa. We'll talk about them in a moment. But the Packers and the Packers have a worse record right now than, is that right? The only teams in the NFC with a worse record than the Packers are the Carolina Panthers and the Lions who just beat them. They are finished. And Rodgers has to wear this one. Yep. That was a horrible performance against a defense that, to your point, Demonze, everyone has lit up and was on pace to give up the most points in NFL history. That Lions defense has given up 38, 27, 28, 48, 29 to the Patriots, 24, 31. And just held the Packers to nine. That's awful. Yeah. And Rodgers was terrible. It was as bad of a game as I can remember Aaron Rodgers playing. And if we're being honest, there have been a few times we've said that this year. Rodgers so far this year, if we look at it, week one against Minnesota, they score seven points. He has a 68 rating. We're like, that's one of the worst Rodgers games ever. The game against the Jets was horrifying. They, I mean, it's been bad. And I don't think they're going to go to Jordan Love, and they just gave Aaron that contract, but they're finished for the season. That's five losses in a row after starting three and one. Next. Sad. Uh, Tom Brady isn't done just yet. The goal pulled off an incredible game-winning touchdown drive to put the nail in the Rams' coffin. Brady also became the first player in NFL history to eclipse 100,000 career yards. All right, pause that real quick and then get to the rest of it. Yeah. I just want to make a point here. Last year, there was a moment when LeBron was about to pass Kareem mm -hmm. for most points in NBA history combined playoffs and regular season. And I made the point I think on, I don't know if it was on here, but certainly on the TV show, like, hey, there should at least be acknowledgement. Like, it should be something mentioned on the sports shows. They Maybe they should stop the game when it happens. And everyone said I was just a LeBron sycophant that nobody cares about combined playoffs and regular season records. It's a fake thing. Somehow we made it and, to LeBron. Well, hold on a second. When we're talking about Brady, LeBron's the only guy we can compare him to. <laughs> uh, and I said, okay, I understand the real record 
is just regular like there's playoff records and there's regular season records. Right. You don't t- you don't combine them for official records, but it's worth acknowledging when a guy all of a sudden has scored more points than anybody in the history of basketball plus regular season combined. Everyone said I was just full of it. Yesterday and all week leading up to it, they had a damn countdown of how long Brady gets to 100,000 yards. But he has 86,000 in the regular season. It's That's a playoff and regular season combined, combined thing. So for Brady, everybody wants to do it. When I want to do something similar for LeBron, nobody gave a damn. Just interesting to me. All right, go ahead now. All right. <laughs> Glad you got that out. But yeah. the Bucks are now in first place in the NFC South. Is this a spark that they needed, or is it more telling that they barely beat one of the worst teams in football? Okay. So, I think this could absolutely be the spark. Okay. I think that when they go no huddle, and they just let Brady get in the quick passing game, their offense moves. In the loss against the Packers six weeks ago, we saw that. They did nothing the whole game. They had six points, and then at the very end of the game, they went no huddle. They went right down the field. They scored. They just missed the two-point conversion. Right. They obviously can't run the ball. But now what you have is a galvanizing win and a win because they, they didn't move the ball the whole game. And then they're down four. They drive all the way down the field in the waning moments and get stopped at the goal line, get the ball back, because the Rams can't pick up a first down and have 40 seconds and do it again. Yeah. And this time they actually score. So they, their two best drives were in the no huddle, go, 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 go. Now the Rams defense should be ashamed of itself. Absolutely ashamed of itself for the second drive. Like that was pathetic. But so you had a long week. You're now Atlanta lost. You're right there in the division. You now have a very weird game for week 10 where you are in Germany against Seattle. So Seattle is taking the longest trip in the history of the NFL from Seattle, Washington to Germany. Right. So they have to go there. Now, I think that, you know, Seattle's a good team. So I'm not, uh, by no means am I trying to act like Tampa's definitely going to win that game. That game's probably a one-point line in either direction. But then after Seattle... You get the Browns before Deshaun comes back. The Saints, who while they've owned that, you know, they've stopped your offense, it, you kicked their ass defensively this year. The Niners and Bengals, which are tough. And then your final three games, Cardinal, Cardinals, Panthers, Falcons. So do I think Tampa wins the division? Yes. Vegas makes a mistake if they make that a, a pick. What do you think it should be? I, I think it should be Seattle. Minus three and a half, maybe. Okay, let's see what it is. It is Tampa by one and a half. So you like Seattle in that game. I love Seattle. I think you are under... Uh, the, the, the flight? I'm underestimating yes, the flight? flight. I really do. I think you are underestimating the flight. Okay. Um, but Russell, Russell Wilson but also, differently. Russell Wilson? Yeah. Oh, because he then went he can over. stay warm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Just do some, some high knees. All right, that's fair. Uh, by the way, Vegas has been down on Seattle all year, so you might yeah. be right. Uh. But I'm telling you right now, the Bucs are going to go into the playoffs on a three-game winning streak, having beaten the Cardinals, Panthers, and Falcons to end the year, and they're going to be dangerous. 
The offense will continue to slightly improve. The defense is still excellent. And they're go- listen, I have been a Brady skeptic over the last few years, waiting for his downfall, waiting for his downfall. <laughs> I also don't think we should underestimate the difference that there's going to be now that the divorce is finalized. Now that that is, it's sad. And I'm sure it's hard for him, but at least you have some closure there. So the divorce is finalized. You steal a victory. You've got to feel good. Now you've got this flight to Germany. And then I believe after that, a bye. If they beat Seattle in Germany, and now all of a sudden they've won two in a row, they're on a bye, they get Cleveland with Jacoby Brissett as the starting quarterback, all of a sudden, could be a three-game winning streak. Just, I, I, and as I've said before, that round one playoff game might be Dallas. If it's Dallas as the five seed, I think that they're going to have a real hard time blocking Dallas. But it also might be the Giants. And if it's four or five against the Giants, Tom Brady is not losing a playoff game to Daniel Jones. And then <laughs> All right, I'm, just tell, I'm just telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, This world exists, okay? The world where the NFC playoff picture is, and I've been saying this for a few weeks, I'm going to say it again, where the seeding goes like this, all right? One seed Philly, two seed Minnesota, three seed Seattle, four seed Tampa, five seed the Giants, six seed Dallas, seven seed San Francisco, okay? And what you end up having is San Francisco beating Minnesota in round one, Tampa beating the Giants in round one, and Seattle winning a home playoff game in what will be the second loudest stadium in the country against Dallas in round one. And all of a sudden, it's like, wait a minute. So now, round two is, what would it be if I had that right? Tampa, yeah, would be San Francisco going to Philly and Tampa playing Seattle. After or, they beat them in this instance. That you're oh, potentially. Beat. Or I just know that that everyone needs to be emotionally prepared for Brady's path to the NFC Championship game being some combination of Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, Geno Smith. Geno Smith doesn't need to be in that list. No, I well, listen, I, I think Geno's played great. I think he deserves, right now, fringe MVP consideration. He's never played in a playoff game. Daniel Jones never played in a playoff game. Kirk Cousins doesn't have a great playoff history. Jimmy Garoppolo's played in a lot of playoff games, has played well in zero of them. I just, everyone needs to be emotionally prepared for that possibility. All right. So, yeah, I, I, the Ram, by the way, the Rams are cooked and I've got to look it up. It's one of the worst Super Bowl defenses in NFL history. You just say like a, a team to win the Super Bowl and then what they do. Yeah. The, the following season. year, it's one of the worst <laughs> defenses of a Super Bowl I've ever seen. It's almost like they shouldn't have won it last year. Oh, they absolutely, it's unbelievable. <laughs> That's the Chiefs Super Bowl. That second half against the Bengals will haunt me for the rest of my life. <laughs> I mean, the Chiefs would have rocked that Rams yeah. team. 
Uh, it's so stupid that they lost that game. All right. Uh, we've got a lot more week nine in the NFL. We'll take a quick 60 second break. Come right back. What's right. With factors, delicious, ready to eat meals. You will be eating stress-free this spring. Each meal is chef crafted, fresh and dietitian approved. More importantly, they are never frozen and ready to eat in just two minutes. Choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, including calorie smart, keto, protein plus, or vegan and veggie. Also discover more than 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled up all day long. Try meals with premium ingredients like filet mignon, truffle butter, and shrimp, restaurant quality food that you do not have to prep, cook, or clean up delivered right to your doorstep. And if you need to change your deliveries, you can pause or reschedule whenever you like. Factor is your solution for fast and premium meals. Also, for the month of April, Factor is celebrating Earth Day all month long. Look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for our lowest carbon footprint meals. So, what are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash nickwright50 and use code nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code nickwright50 at factormeals.com slash nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box and 20% off your next. Fuel up fast, eat better, and get back to what you love doing this spring with Factor. Welcome back in. What's right with Nick Wright? I'm, I was looking up during the break. And by the way, ask your questions in the chat. We'll get to them in the C block of the worst seasons following winning the Super Bowl. And the Rams app, this is just a cursory Googling. So I, I haven't done this real research. I was actually going to do it for the TV show today. But the first article that I found talks about it was it's a Philly it's a Philadelphia Eagles website from a few years ago, and it's talking about the Eagles having a terrible Super Bowl hangover after winning the Super Bowl a few years ago because they started five and six. But that Eagles team not only ended up making the playoffs, but they won a playoff game that year when Nick Foles took over again and they won a playoff game. The Cowboys, after winning three out of four, uh, the following year went 10 and six, and they make the list. The 03 Bucks. That was kind of a, I don't want to call it a fluky Super Bowl, but anytime you win based on the strength of a defense, it's, it doesn't feel as sustainable. The 03 Bucks, the following year, finished seven and nine, and they're considered one of the biggest disappointments ever. The Rams would be very happy if they only lose nine games this year. The 99 Broncos are probably the worst. They finished last in their division in the AFC West after winning back to back Super Bowls. They went six and 10, but. Their quarterback retired. John Elway retired. And they did back-to-back. Back. Uh, there we go. Yeah, someone just tried to walk in our studio. Luckily, we have that new trusty lock on the door. Ugh. That person would have been, that would have been hectic. <laughs> uh, the 81 Raiders uh, w- went 7-9, and nine, but that also was a strike season. So, that again, that's like a tough one. The 82 Niners uh, come across the list. The 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 following year though they made the NFC championship game. I I don't know, man. Like, I guess the answer is probably 
the 87 Giants is what it looks like. They they went six and nine, but was that another strike season? I mean, it's it's incredibly rare for a team. The 2016 Broncos, it went off the rails, but they still finished above 500. But again, Peyton retired. It's incredibly rare for a team to win the Super Bowl and the next year be terrible. Like, it's one thing for them to not be great, but to be terrible is incredibly rare. And this is, this Rams team looks like it is terrible. All right, let's get to the what we had scheduled here. Go ahead, Demonte. All right, East first, East. Don't look now, but the twenty-three and twelve AFC East tweet. Okay, you want to start over? You twenty-three good? and twelve AFC East may have surpassed the twenty-four and nine in AFC East. Miami, New England, and the Jets all won while Washington lost. Every AFC East team is over five hundred. Which division do you see producing more playoff teams, and which division will have the last team standing? Okay, so they're going to produce the same number of playoff teams. Right. They're both going to I the I I if Gabe Goodwin's watching the show and not tweeting about podcasts that he enjoys producing more, <laughs> he'll be happy to hear this. Uh oh, the, oh look. Oh wow. Somebody must have brought in food or something. Gabe came into work today. Good to see him. Look at the Jets. Gabe, I have a big announcement. Put Gabe on the screen if I can see him for a moment. Gabe the New York Jets are making the playoffs. The New York Jets are making the playoffs. There's a Jet shirt in there. He's saying no. And now that I think about it, I'm not certain if they actually are. Is Lori here, by the way? Mm-hmm. Lori, can you make sure that sign says closed and not open? Okay. Thank you. Sorry. We have people trying to. We do this show live from my wife's boutique. And there's a few people that have stopped that are coming by and looking like they're trying to come in. Uh, and we're not open right now, but it looks like we're open right now because this show's going on. So, all right. I just, you know what? I, as, as I said, the jets are making the playoffs. I now realize that I'm doing something there that I hate when people do, which is announcing they're making the playoffs, but not doing the math on it. So I let me put a caveat on it. The Jets, oh boy, who's gonna miss? We got eight teams here. Demonza, you tell me your gut reaction. I'm gonna if, once I list the eight teams, of which one is the odd man out. You have Bills, Dolphins, Jets. They all have six wins. The Ravens and Bengals, who are both five and three. The winner of the AFC South, it's gonna call it's gonna be the Titans, but it, one team has to make it there. And then Chiefs Chargers. That's eight teams. Seven make it. Who's the odd man out? The Chargers. The Chargers is what I thought you would say. So let's, the Chargers, let's look at what they have left. At San Francisco, home for Kansas City. At Arizona. At the Raiders. Home for Miami. Home for Tennessee. At Indy. Home for the Rams. At Denver. The Chargers have a tough-ish schedule left. Let's see what the Jets have left. Because the Dolphins look scary. The Dolphins look legit scary. The Jets at the Patriots, home for the Bears, at the Vikings, at the Bills. 
Home for the Lions, home for the Jags, at Seattle, at Miami. It's not, I mean, you have at Seattle, at Miami, at the Vikings, at the Bills, at the Patriots. Ooh, boy. Ooh, boy. Yeah. I might have put the Jets in the playoffs a little too soon. Yeah. Maybe the Jets are going to make the playoffs. There you okay. go. Okay. Maybe the Jets are going to make the playoffs. I have to saw. So- I have to soften it. I apologize. So now that I've had more, <coughs> more time to think about it, the answer is the NFC East. The NFC East is definitely going to have three playoff teams because the NFC is not as good as the AFC, and the AFC East might have three playoff teams. And the answer is also the NFC. East as far as last playoff team standing because Philly's going to get a bye. We don't know if Buffalo's going to get the bye anymore. That's the other thing that happened yesterday. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That Bills, oh, they're the one seed with a bullet. Oh. I mean, maybe they're still the favorites to be the one seed. Another fun they thing. still got to play the Jets again. Well, <laughs> they've got to play. They're home against the Vikings this week. They have to go to New England. And they host New England. Now, they own New England last year, but still divisional games. They also have to play the Jets and the Dolphins, both of whom have already beaten them. And the Bengals, they have to go to the Bengals. So all of that is what has to happen right now for the Jets. Demonte, can you carry the show for a moment? Yeah. um, Got a really funny joke for you guys. Go ahead. Sorry. Right now, the... The store that we host this from, Lori. If you don't mind, can you just put the trash can beneath that? We have a lot going on here today. Yeah. Um. Okay. The store over the cash register has a leak. The exact spot that you would. Well, I guess it could also. And be it's now currently leaking, and so we've got a we we. So I heard that starting. So that's obviously a problem. Oh, your mom's gonna be so upset. That ain't great. All right, let's keep the show going. Uh, we've got a new game. Let's do it. Got a new game. Uh, no one can predict the future except our very own Nick Stradamus. Oh. Soothsayer of sports. Oh, look at the picture. This is where I, oh, wow. I love it. I love it's actually that. dead on with the pictures that I saw on, on, on images. Of what Nostradamus looks like? Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. He actually had quite the nose on him. Okay, thanks. Go ahead. Our, our Soothsayer of sports communes with the spirits, reads the tea leaves, and interprets the stars to predict the future. He sees all. Except who should be his lock of the week. Um, that's two in a row, by the way, guys. Uh, two lock and locks of the week in a row. And we've got uh we've got on the TV show we're five oh and one the last two weeks on our picks, and I'm not gonna hear any nah, I'm not gonna trash that, talking bro. from you guys. I'm no. just not gonna hear it. Uh and before we get to these games, I apologize that we have to do multiple things at once, but this is when we're live on YouTube, we have to do it. Uh, Lori, can you tell him that they can come in in like 15 minutes? Uh, it, will you, do you mind telling the guy in the gray hat outside, black gentleman, Lori that they can come in in like 15 minutes? Lori came in to do her job work. here today, <laughs> and now I'm putting her to work. So, you know, such is life. It happens. All right, go ahead. What's I next? will ask you to use your powers to predict the future. Mm-hmm. Our first one we have, with over 1,100 yards, Tariq Hill has the most receiving yards through nine games in NFL history. Nick Stradamus, will Tyreek have the greatest wide receiver season of all time? Yes. Yes, simply put. Yes. I think. Yeah, you've been speaking highly of this guy. Uh, I, well, listen, I thought he was going to have a down year with Tua. The reason I think he's going to have the greatest wide receiver season of all time is because he's doing it with Tua as his quarterback. And it's not like Randy Moss in 07 with Brady or 
uh, you know, the hell, Moss's rookie year with uh, Randall Cunningham or Jerry Rice with Joe Montana, he's doing with a limited quarterback, and he's going to have 2,000 yards receiving. He is, if, what's up? How, how had he been paired with, with Patrick Mahomes? First of all, do you miss him? Oh, I, listen, I mean, he's an unbelievable player. Season. He's an absolutely unbelievable player. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I actually think in a weird way, because Mahomes, because they had Kelsey and because they spread the ball around so much. It's better for T.A. I, I think somehow Tyreek's numbers, you know, his production, not somehow, I mean, it's clear his production's gone up. But yeah, I think he's going to have the greatest receiver season anyone's ever had. Next. All right, Zach Wilson improved to 5-1 and one as the Jets starter this season with wins over Buffalo and Miami. Nick Stradamus, will the Jets prosper with Zach Wilson? I, he's right now still their weak link. Now, I give him credit for that final drive, but we are just a week removed from that horrific game against the Patriots, and he's got to improve a lot. Now, I'm going to give a lot of these young quarterbacks a long time because of the guy we're about to talk about next. Everyone, myself included, was ready to write him off as a terrible pick. And now Justin Fields looks utterly dynamic. But Zach Wilson does look lost a lot of the time. Yeah. A lot of the time. All right, next. All right, Justin Fields became the first, quor first quarterback to throw for three touchdowns and rush for 140-plus yards in a game. And the Bears' offense is finally exploding. Nick Stradamus, what do you prophesize for Justin Fields? I mean, this is unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, he ran for 178 yesterday. Yeah. I mean, the Bears' offense all of a sudden is dynamic. They have a crummy offensive line, no wide receivers. They just traded for Claypool. I, I can't believe it, but it feels like the sky's the limit. Now that they're letting this guy run, I obviously like he's fans. raw as a passer, but it is remarkable what he's doing. Utterly remarkable. He's just turning around out of nowhere. Yeah. And so if you're a Bears fan, you feel like, man, you have all these now extra draft picks. <coughs> you're going to have all this cap space. And I need to see more from Fields. But then he is, other than Lamar and Vic, the scariest runner at the quarterback position I've ever seen. Other than those two guys, and those two guys are the two best ever. All right, next. Get this guy a line. The Eagles improved to 8-0 Thursday with a win over the Texans. Nick Stradamus, will the Eagles go undefeated? Remaining games in order. Commanders at the Colts, Packers, Titans at the Giants, at the Bears, at Cowboys, Saints, and Giants. No. Again. Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> they're not going to go undefeated, but they are going to get the one seed with a bullet. Uh, okay, so they're lost. I, I, the only loss there is the, the only one that I really see that's a clear winner that is the Cowboys. Well, road divisional games are tough. So you have at the Giants and at the Cowboys still on the schedule. You also are going to hit the, you know, week 18. They, the Giants might be fighting for a playoff spot and they might have already locked up the one seed. You got to keep that in mind. Kind of incentives not perfectly aligned. The Titans, if Daniel comes back, are tough. They showed it yesterday. And the so I and by the way, at the Bears, all of a sudden, it looks yeah. like you're gonna have to score a lot of points. You know what I mean? The Bears look like they can score some points. I think the I think 15 and 2, 14 and 3 
Here's okay. where this thing lands for that. All right, next. All right, the Jags finally got back in the win column versus the Raiders to climb to three and six. But with five road games remaining, your preseason bet over six and a half wins is in danger. Nick Stradamus, is it your fortune to lose your fortune? Okay, listen. Is it? Yeah. You guys wouldn't let me bet the Jags this week. But you did anyways. I bet them in a teaser. Yeah. But I ain't bet them straight up like I should have, like I knew I should have. So let's look at the schedule. We need them to get to seven wins. They have. Three. They are at the Chiefs. Home for the Ravens. Yikes. At the Lions. Win. Maybe. <laughs> at the Titans. Yikes. Home for the Cowboys. Yikes. At the Jets. Boy. We need four wins. And I see two there. <coughs> um, I don't know. I don't know about 18, at the Lions. Week eight. Okay, that's dumb. Week <laughs> right? eight. So they're going to win their final two games of the year. At the Texans and home for the Titans. Because the Titans will rest people. Because the Titans will have locked up the division. So the, the Titans will be locked into the four seed. And they'll, they'll rest people. So there's two wins. At the Lions is a win. So there's three wins. So then they just need to win one of at the Chiefs, home for the Ravens, at the Titans, home for the Cowboys, at the Jets. Yep, they get there. They get there. There's a big win this week against the Raiders. Jags are not a bad team. And Trevor Lawrence played a great game. Played a great game. Oh, Where's the Trevor Lawrence talk today, guys? You guys made it 25 of 31. It's like 80%. A 109 rating, one touchdown, zero picks. The guy has four bad weeks. <laughs> Added in a row. 53 like, yards this? on the ground. Uh, I mean, it, that's a good win. Three and six. As many wins they had all of last year. We're halfway through the season. By the way, if depending on how bad Tannehill's injury is, I'm not. I'm not writing them off to win that division. Let's see if the. Let's see what happens with the Titans over the next few weeks. Let's just see. I mean, we saw what happened with the Titans without Tannehill against the Chiefs. Yeah, the offense couldn't move the ball. Uh, the so let's just see what happens with the Titans. I'm just saying, maybe the, the, they've got two games left against the Titans. Maybe they all of a sudden, you know, they had a tough month. Maybe they're getting it back. I'm not ready to write them off. All right, we will answer your questions, and I will try to fix this leak in the ceiling. That's next. What's right? What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. 
All right, welcome back in. Final segment, What's Right with Nick Wright, episode 92. We're up to episode 92. Please, uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, we appreciate it. You can ask some questions here. Uh, you can participate in the chat and the poll questions, uh, all of that. Sorry we haven't been doing the polls today. Today's been a little bit of a hectic show. We had, we had a, uh, how do I put it? Uh, you know, a curious-looking fella try to get into the store. Then we had somebody try to do some shopping in the store, and then all of a sudden the ceiling started to leak. However, during the commercial break, I went out and talked to the superintendent of the building. They actually made the ceiling leak on purpose because they're trying to figure out why the ceiling's been leaking. So maybe small silver lining that they have narrowed down what the potential issue is. It's, listen, it's only been going on for 18 months. Yeah. And eventually at some point, they're gonna, they're gonna figure, they're gonna really <laughs> lock in on this and figure this thing out. Uh, all right, let's read. Demonze, read some questions from the chat. All right, man. Jason Lawton asks, Nick, what are the chances the Seahawks maintain their lead against the NFC West? All right, so... I don't like to like make this a schedule show, but it is important, and I have to. So here's what hurts the Seahawks. The fact that they already lost head-to-head -head with the Niners. So now they basically have to win that matchup against the Niners in, what will that be, week 15. Here's what helps the Seahawks. After this game in Germany against Tampa, they, they then finally have their bye, and then they have home for the Raiders, at the Rams, which looked like a tough game, but it's not, home for the Panthers. So let's just say they lose to Tampa, go to six and four, and then win those next three, and they're seven and four. They then have to end the year, Niners, Chiefs, Jets, Rams, and it's going to come down to the wire, man. It's really going to come down to the wire and probably come down to that one game at home against San Francisco because San Francisco, they have, they have a softer part of their schedule coming up. So, but they're six and three, and San Francisco's four and four. So th there is. I wonder what I'm going to check. Got a question. I wonder what the odds are right now. Who, I I'm sure they're the favorites, but how big of favorites are they? Oh, they're not the favorites. San Francisco minus 130, Seattle plus 145. So it's like a 55-45 right now. Vegas says San Francisco's the slight favorite. I think I'd flip that. I think I'd have Seattle as the slight favorite. But even if they don't, they're going to be a playoff team, which is a hell of an accomplishment for the Seattle Seahawks that a lot of people thought were going to be the worst team in yep. football. All right, next. Corey Brass asks, any chance Brady signs with the Niners this offseason? Average division, all pros everywhere. seems like the, the path of least resistance. Well, so it's interesting. I think it's certainly on the board. And it would suck for Trey Lance, but such is life. I, I don't think Brady's done playing football. And I think he knows the Bucs can't compete for a championship anymore. That's why he right. tried to leave. I thought it, Miami would be the de destination, but Tua right now is playing, is playing great. And the, the Miami has traded away their first-round picks, so their plan is obviously to roll with Tua or I guess maybe bring in Brady, but I think that's unlikely. So I do think San Francisco's absolutely on the board. Quietly, you know, it's also on the board. So I'm back to New England. Oh, okay. They yeah. don't have a quarterback. Right. And it would kind of be 
storybook. Now that's a very tough division. So I don't know if he wants to do that. All right, next. Right. That would definitely fit to the LeBron and Brady yeah. thing. Yeah, he's always following LeBron um, footsteps. Yeah, John asks, are the Milwaukee Bucks far and away the best team in the league? Yes. Okay. Not even close. And Giannis is far and away the best player in the league. The only person who's in, even close to him is Luka. And, but Giannis is one of the three best defensive players in the league, and Luka's an average of best defender. So Giannis is like a 98 out of 100 on offense. Luka's a 99 out of 100 on defense. But Giannis is also a 98 out of uh, – I said that wrong. Let me start. It. I think I said that wrong. On offense, Giannis is a 97, Luka's a 98. But on defense, Giannis is also a 97, and Luka's like a 72. Right. So that's that's the differentiator. All right, next. Lightning Flash asks, when will Tua finally enter the v- MVP, MVP conversation? Oh, I think I think this week. Because, they're listen, Josh Allen's trying to play himself out of it, and God forbid we just say, um, the guy who's been the best player in the league the last five years, and the guy who, let me just check. Let me just do a last stat check real quick, see where Patrick Mahomes is as far as the NFL leaders. Oh, he's had a bye, yet he leads everyone in yards. That seems good. Um. Okay, but that's just yards. What about touchdowns? Oh, he leads in touchdowns, too. Oh, okay, that seems good. Oh, okay, so he leads in yards. He leads in touchdowns. The team has a better record than the Dolphins. But of, but too old. Too, oh, there will be people on TV that say two is the MVP. Now, in his defense, two hasn't lost this year. When they've lost, it's because he's been hurt, and he's been great. I, I believe in the MVP conversation right now, like I, if it were... Position independent, here's the problem for Tua. I think Tyreek's been better. So Tua, but we don't give it to wide receivers. But Tyreek, Micah Parsons, Derrick Henry all deserve consideration for the non-quarterback category. Tua, Geno, Jalen are kind of on the fringes to me. I know a lot of people like Jalen because he's undefeated. And Mahomes clearly won the MVP. I mean, give me a break. Did you guys watch the game last night? No other quarterback in the league wins that game. No other quarterback. They couldn't run the ball except for when he was running it. it but whatever. I, I, I'm Patrick Mahomes has not won an MVP in four seasons. That makes a lot of sense. Rodgers won two of them. That's smart. All right, next. All right, Jack Rudolph says, how does this family bloodline continue to have so much drip, especially DeMonze? Okay, I got to tell you, I think this is DeMonze's worst outfit yet. Hey, man, it matches. It does not match. You're wearing a red striped shirt underneath it. Dude, first of all, the red striped shirt matches the short. There's red everywhere on my outfit. Okay, just because, listen, we, the, I, you know what? Thanks, Jack. Let's put this to a neutral arbiter. Take a picture of your outfit head to toe, send it to your mother, and say, does this match? All right. You think she'll say yes? Yeah, I mean, it's not really about the t-shirt that you barely see. It's more about the hoodie and the shorts. I don't know. Which match? Here's the thing. You can put black and blue quite literally go together. Black goes with anything. I understand that color-wise, the hoodie and the short shorts match. But conceptually, if I was wearing rain boots and a tank top, even if they were both the exact same design, they wouldn't match because they're confusing conceptually. You are wearing a sweatshirt hoodie and shorts. Those, by definition, can't match. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? Thanks, Jack. Okay. All right. I get it. I listen. I mean, Jack likes it. So Jack Rudolph, point in your favor. It's been a fun show. See you guys on Thursday around 10:30 a.m. Eastern for episode 93. What's right?